up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Woke. My name is John. I'm Joseph. Welcome back to another episode of our authoritarianism series. Today we're going to be going over Hitler, who is one of the most well-known examples of what authoritarian totalitarianism looks like. Mm -hmm. He's probably the most successful dictator in history, I would argue. Um, He's also a really interesting case study when it comes to um, the personality aspect of a dictator Mm -hmm. and how important it is to be intelligent over just uh, grotesque and um, extremely violent. Uh, I guess the first thing I kind of want to do, which is a little weird when talking about Hitler, normally, and I'm going to assume, and it's not really assuming because I've seen this happen, um, when leftists talk about Hitler, they immediately try to correlate him with Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, I, I do want to correlate Hitler with Trump on a few things. All of it is personality. And I want to go as far as saying that Hitler has had a lot of highly successful personality traits. I'm reading through seven habits of highly successful people right now. Hitler had most of them, as does Trump. As far as charisma, um, a lot of people liking him. Obviously, you know, Trump's one of the more hated people in America now, but a ton of people still like hyper love him, right? Yes. He's a very contagious personality. Whether you love him or hate him, he does things that are memorable, and he does things very consistently that are um, very alpha male dominant. Um, He's a master at what's called frame, which is this, it's this idea of um, controlling the space around you and always being the most powerful person in the room. And it can be as simple as little, little things that you say and do. Um, An example of frame would be strategically showing up five minutes late to everything and acting like you walked in on time, right? You showed everyone, you made people wait on you and you showed up acting like you should have been there late and it's a good thing that everyone waited for you. As inappropriate and rude as that is, that is a form of frame, right? Hitler was a accidental master of frame. He didn't learn it. I've, I highly doubt he studied psychology. I don't think there's a ton of proof for that. I think naturally he became very emotional about certain topics that made him, because he was so emotional about them, he uh, it, he almost brought this conviction to the table where people saw him and went, wow, he's so positive about that. He's so sure of himself. He's so sure that he's right. Maybe he is, Right. He was more confident in his beliefs than people were confident that he was wrong, mm-hmm. and therefore people blindly followed him. Trump, very similarly, has that charisma, has that natural alpha male confidence. bad boy confidence, right? Confidence is attractive. In that sense, Hitler and Trump share a lot of values, okay? Morally, they could not be farther, okay? I also want to say I don't think there have ever been more different people than Joe Biden and Adolf Hitler. Biden is underwhelmingly beta. <laughs> yes. Very unsure of himself. Part And obviously part of that is, I think, his age and dementia, right? But I want to do the opposite of what a lot of people would probably want to do and just blindly compare someone who is ruining our country to 
someone who successfully ruined a lot of countries to stir up anger and hate. And I actually want to do the opposite. I think that Biden is polar opposite of Hitler. Now, I think while Hitler and Biden don't share a lot of similarities, I think the left and the Nazis share a ton Mm -hmm. as political parties. The movements. They were not socialists, the Nazis. They weren't. They were not. They actually hated communism, uh, which is a very interesting dynamic that I learned about very recently. Um, Hitler was very against uh, the Bolsheviks, and they actually worked very hard to um, remove them from society, so much so that Hitler just told people, um, you know, Jews are the problem because they're Bolshevik and all this stuff, and that was actually a huge part of his movement to get rid of Jews. He was very against uh, communism, which is very strange. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people liked, and and technically, because he was against that, that makes him a right winger, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because people then have this ground to stand on where they go, oh, see, conservatives are just like Hitler. But we have to dive a little bit deeper than that, right? So to give a good background on Hitler, he grew up in Austria. He actually was a very artistic person. He wanted to go to... Uh, Austria's art school and become an artist. I actually think, you know, all these people say, you know, I want to go back and kill Hitler when he was a baby, right? I think all you would have had to do (laughs) to make Hitler not Adolf Hitler that we know, um, I think all you would have had to do is go back and bribe the art school to let him in. Yeah. He was not a talented artist at all. For sure. Um, And because of that rejection, he actually started to become an activist in Austria he ended up joining the military and he fought in World War One as a messenger so he would run orders from the front lines back to you know headquarters and all that um, Germany is a v- <laughs> Germany back then was such an interesting dynamic they they genuinely thought they had rights to land that was not theirs very similar to China and Taiwan right now um, a lot of people don't know a lot about World War One. It's a very slept on historical teaching. I would highly urge, I don't even have time in this episode to go back and explain World War One. I. I would go look into World War One if I were you. I think it's a very interesting, um, y- you have to understand the Nazis were bred in World War One. You have to understand that. Hermann Goering, who helped Hitler run the Luftwaffe and he he was in charge of the Rhinelands or no Prussia I'm so sorry Prussia it was a, it was the largest state in Germany Hitler put him in charge of all of that because he was a um, an ace pilot in World War 1 he was one of the most highly decorated pilots in World War 1 so a lot of the Nazis came from World War 1 because there was this massive hit to their pride right mm-hmm. They lost a war, and not only did they lose the war, but right at the end of the war, their leader that brought them into the war that said, we're going to win, right? And every day they woke up ready to fight and die for this guy. He abandoned them. Mm-hmm. Just left. Yeah, that I think that was a huge thing in Hitler's mind. Huge. Wh- that came back, that showed its face whenever he actually gained control, especially. Yes, yes. He has so much pride in his country when he was in the army. And he was so distraught. That's where he found his value. 
see, you had this leader that was saying, guys, we are superior, mm-hmm. right? Germans, Aryans, we are superior. Let's show the world, right? Almost in kind of a Roman Empire way, mm-hmm. right? Like we are superior. And Hitler, because he didn't have an outlet like art to find his value in, not saying that he should have or had any right to have the opinions he did, but he, he, he found them because he found value in something other than art, something as innocent as art. Isn't that crazy? Post-World War One, Hitler started to become an activist and got very involved in uh, politics. Germany was not like America in a lot, I mean, in a lot of ways. Obviously, Germany got absolutely screwed after World War One. They were limited in their military size. They were limited in where they could, you know, live what they lost a ton of land um, money they mon- a ton yeah. of money they were thrown yeah. into poverty so you now have this Hitler who was driven by pride in World War one we lost right we lost oh no we need to reinstate power in the German people right um, the problem was there's this uh this idea in Hitler's mind that there's this ranking system. And if, if you have read Mein Kampf, which I haven't even read Mein Kampf, I probably should, actually. Um, I, I've read excerpts from it, but I've never read the entire thing. Hitler's kind of whole mantra, he created this class system based on race, right? And he had this sense of, if you're a blonde-haired, blue-eyed German, you are the most superior form of human being the most superior this drove him into activism um previous to world war ii so unlike america german germany had a lot of small political parties a lot so much so that if you received 30 something percent of the vote you probably were the majority winner in elections because there were so many different parties one of these parties was the nazi party right Hitler got brought into the ranks of the Nazi party so the Nazis originally the swastika would have been very similar to an elephant or a donkey as like a a, just a party symbol right the Nazis were just a group of people that had certain beliefs in the beginning they were really just an anti-communistic workers party Um, actually at one point they were the German workers party that's what they were called they were they were for the people for the workers, yes. for the middle class kind of deal. Blue-collar Germans, yep. yep. Um, they received almost nothing of the vote. I think the first time they got voted in at all to have seats in their uh, their system, they only got nine seats out of a few hundred. So they're very small. Um, long story short, Hitler climbed the ranks very quickly because he was so emotionally charismatic. Specifically, they had a meeting in a beer hall Hitler got up on a table and was loudly proclaiming that Germany needed to reinstate its uh, power in the world, um, that the German people needed to rise up to their rightful place above everyone else again, right? And he's in a, 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 a beer hall full of Nazi leaders at the time and lots of random people, and everyone gradually stopped their conversations and started listening to him because he was so charismatic, so emotionally driven about what he believed. And, and immediately, um, one of the guys in the room was the guy in charge of the Nazi party, and he said, that's our guy. 
he is going to make the Nazi party, the German workers party workers party. So they brought Hitler on to be basically the spokesperson for the Nazis. A few years later, he, um, he started a coup with, um, the Nazis had kind of their own private military. It was very small and it was the stormtroopers. They also called themselves the brown shirts. So it was a small group of soldiers that had brown uniforms with a swastika. And they were basically Hitler's private brutality force. They would, um, specifically in Munich, which is where they were based at the time, they would run around doing whatever Hitler said to create panic, um, instill fear. They would go mug people. Mm. Um, it's very interesting. It sounds like Antifa, bro. Yeah. That is a perfect example. I mean, like identical. A perfect example. Yeah. So literally just basically rioters that he would send. The, um, but they had guns. They were great They had vision, a uniform. Man. Right. They were more identifiable than Antifa, but same concept. Go wreak havoc. Go stir up fear. And then Hitler would step up after that and be like, here's how we fix this, right? You have to have a problem to be able to fix something. So... At the time, Germany was totally impoverished. People were starving, right? Like, they're all miserable. They all have no pride. And Hitler basically was giving the people pride again. He arranged a coup where they essentially, the the stormtroopers were going to go in at gunpoint to all the higher-ups of the German government. And he was going to stand there in front of them while they're at gunpoint and basically make them relinquish power to the Nazis. This went horribly wrong. Multiple Nazis were shot. Um, Hitler was almost shot. Hermann Goering, the star ace pilot that was his kind of right-hand man at the time, uh, he got shot and actually um, was severely wounded. It actually started a massive, massive drug addiction to morphine, which was actually part of why he was not as responsive on the Eastern Front, which he was in charge of. Mm. Super interesting. He literally would go a few months being super drug-induced on morphine, like not available. Um, the people in his own ranks would start to like plot against him. He'd cut the drugs, come back, you know, be an a-hole, send more guys to the front to die, go back into his morphine addiction. Super weird. Um, and that all stemmed from this coup in the 20s where um, he was shot. Hitler was in prison for five years. During that uh, prison sentence, one, super interesting, during the trial... Hitler was given the stand to give a speech. He was so infectiously emotional and everyone loved listening to him that he got to give a speech at his own trial, where, by the way, they gave him minimum sentence for treason, which is five years. They gave him minimum sentence. His speech made national news and stirred up this whole movement. And then he he went to prison where he had like all these amenities like tennis and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, super like just so contagious, right. As a leader, Mm -hmm. there's so many things about Hitler that were, um, admirable at, at surface level. Now, obviously you can use these attributes in horrible ways, which obviously we all know that he did. Um, while he was in prison, he wrote Mein Kampf. He also began planning how the Nazis would take over once he was out. And he was in prison with a few of you know his homeboys, so they, mm-hmm. they just sat around plotting. When they got out, they hunkered down for a few years, and they gradually started to build the Nazi party. Now, 
I want to kind of stop here for the most part in giving history. The reason I say all of that is I think there's a really important depiction we need to understand about Hitler. Hitler was denied his passion when he was young. He was given a new passion. That passion was then disrespected and he became a uncontrolled powerhouse monster. Okay. We do not see that in America today. We don't. No. The reason I think it's important to talk about Hitler is to his people, he was their savior. Hitler was the reason food got back on the table. Hitler was the reason Germany built this superpower of a military. Hitler was the reason that you were no longer going to have financial issues because he's going to get rid of the Jews for you and they're the problem, right? Whereas Stalin had a little bit more of an iron fist. He was definitely, he definitely had that crafty manipulative side to him. Mm -hmm. And I think Hitler and Stalin had a lot in common, or I think Joseph Goebbels, who is Hitler's propaganda minister, um, basically his mainstream media, I think Joseph Goebbels understood a lot of what Stalin was doing as far as you need to control the truth that they hear. You need to control history. Very, I think Stalin mastered it. And I think Goebbels, you know, I think Goebbels kind of popularized a lot of what Stalin did. Yeah. He, he, he took that blueprint and ran with it. Yes. Um, Goebbels famously said, if you tell a big enough lie consistent enough, people will eventually believe it. Right. Right. So you started to see Hitler like saying these things like, Okay, the Jews control the banking system. They're the problem. The Jews, you know, the Bolsheviks, they're the problem. Um, The Jews are the reason we lost the war. Like, just saying these outrageous things, but people didn't know what to do with their pain, and Hitler gave them an enemy. Mm -hmm. This is so interesting. People didn't know what to do with their negative emotions, and Hitler not only gave them a promise of a brighter future, but he gave them an enemy. When you ask yourself the question, why were there just normal German people that signed up to gas, burn alive, torture, innocent Jewish people? It's because they were lied to and they believed it, right? Now you have this interesting side of Hitler. He was both very, very contagious and everyone loved him, but he also knew exactly when to wreak havoc. I mean, exactly when to wreak havoc. One of the seven habits of highly successful people is the difference in how you react to problems. And Joseph and I were talking about this earlier. Some people, when a problem arises, they go, oh, like that happened because of, like this person totally messed this up. Now I have no way of succeeding at this. You know, my dad always yelled at me as a kid, so I'm never going to be able to like deal with this. Like all these different, you know, childhood traumas that you blame on your lack of success, right? All these things. Or you could look at how you were parented and go, you know what? I'm going to do better than that, right? You, you see it as a chance to improve, a chance to succeed. Hitler was a master at this to the extent of there was a situation where a German soldier was trying to arrest a Jew. The Jew shot the German soldier and Hitler made it seem like there was this massive coup where the Jewish were uprising against the Germans. So now, guys, I have to protect you from the Jews. This is really where I want to hone in on why understanding Hitler is important today. The whole, we have to protect you from the unvaccinated, Mm. right? Yeah. Hitler knew when to create a problem and how to create a solution to that problem that made people follow him. Genius chess. Yeah. Genius. And it's, 
it's very similar to what's happening now. I mean, you, you look at uh, this country, this administration and the media right now, they will not allow us to be comfortable. They will always give us a new problem. A new variant. We, we were talking <laughs> about this, dude. Yeah. With this, this new variant. I'm getting, like, as soon as things seem to get comfortable, ever since COVID, it's been a while, they will not allow us to be comfortable. If we're hitting a point to where we no longer fear in any sense, like whether it's this disease or governments or China or whatever it is, they want us to fear so that we follow. And they continuously throw these supposed problems at us that they are going to fix for us. And also they're very good at clearly creating an enemy. This administration has pointed out the unvaccinated as a threat to your life and yep. your children's life. That is very dangerous very. talk. And, and you nailed it with the problem is that they're creating a solution within themselves. This is mm -hmm. the whole point I want to make with this. Ronald Reagan very famously said, the nine scariest words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. There's a reason for that. It's exactly what Hitler did to a T to a T. I mean, he had Germans lining up in, I, if you ever saw Nazi rallies, what a show of power. I mean, you have millions of soldiers standing in line, perfectly uniform with their hands held high for the, you know, the Fuhrer. Right. Mm -hmm. So, this is, this is where it's important to understand Hitler. I don't see a Hitler figure in America today. I don't. I don't. One, Trump was nothing close. Here's why. I really want to debunk this. And I, I want to debunk it so that you guys can have these conversations with liberals because they genuinely believe that Trump was like Hitler. Now, to understand the differences, you have to understand and wrestle with the similarities. Trump was charismatic. A ton of people resonated with what he was saying and lined up to help, right? Almost like Trump could snap his fingers and people would do stuff, right? That aspect, I, I would agree. That's kind of a scary thing. It's called a leader. It's called a leader, yes. However, in America, having a leader that acts outside the power of his office is what's really scary. And that's what I'm seeing with the left and this administration in general right now mandating an experimental drug or you lose your job is what I'm talking about, right? Trump did nothing of the sort. No, he pushed to reopen and get people back to life. Yes, and he, you know? he, and he gave more power back to the people. He did. So you need to understand the concerns to understand the differences. The difference is being a nationalist in America means you like the melting pot. You like that there's people from all different religions, all different colors, all different political opinions that can exist together. Trump supported that and lived by it, 100%, right? One of his closest friends and advisors during his administration was Ben Carson, who's a black Christian surgeon, brain surgeon, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's worth noting, okay? To continue on Hitler a little bit, he also created this... Um, this fear within his own ranks, this reverence within his own ranks. People were not allowed to have opinions outside of his beliefs to the extent 
there was a period of time where this, the SS, um, and this was before they invaded Poland and all that stuff, the SS, um, I believe it was in Munich, they had nothing to do for a while. They literally were just sitting around bored because Hitler was working on building up more stuff to be able to do what he actually wanted to do, but they had nothing to do. They were sitting around, and one of his, um, a few of his leaders essentially got to the point where they were, um, they were in a place of power he didn't like them to be in, very similar to Joseph Stalin. He ordered them all uh, to be arrested, and most of them were shot on sight. He did that, and every single person that worked for him that had already subscribed to his ideals also just got hit with the realization, if we step out of line at all, our life is over. In that moment, every single Nazi, every single German surrendered everything about their lives to Hitler. Everything. Mm -hmm. We also saw Hitler use very trivial numbers. I think this is so important. Very trivial numbers to justify his totalitarianism um, and his imperialism. He, at the time, German, uh, the German population was 68 million people. Apparently, that was too many people. They were overpopulated. His fix to this problem was, oh, we have to invade Austria and Poland, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. We need more room. Um, the way he did that without any political uproar, one, he met with Stalin. This is so interesting. Mm -hmm. He met with Stalin, and without Stalin, he could not have taken Poland. Bottom line. Bottom line. So he made sure Russia was cool with it, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, he sent a few of his own guys across the border to Poland, dressed as Polish soldiers, and had them fire upon German soldiers, and they were then killed, his own people. This gave him justification to invade Poland. <laughs> Dude, like, when you start looking at this stuff, it's like, he knew what he wanted to do, and he manipulated people, and then Joseph Goebbels took the radio, you know, Poland fired upon us, you know, we're sending our big, bad, beautiful German army, and we're gonna reinstate our place, and everyone went, woohoo, let's do it. They invade Poland. Right? And everyone's cool with it. And England and France are in such a war-torn place, they're so sick of being at war with Germany <laughs> that they didn't do anything. Right? Hitler knew how to look at the whole playing board and very slowly guys you have to understand the nazis took over starting in 1922 i would argue even before that um they started laying the groundwork it took them almost 20 years to the point where we were in world war ii if you think there's going to be a blatant quick move where this administration or the left just all of a sudden becomes hitler you're wrong it wouldn't happen if that happened, right? Yeah. Like Australia, I'm shocked how fast they went from being a democracy to a, a military state, right? I'm shocked. And I think because they did it so fast too, it won't last. Correct. I think they're going to crumble. Yeah. Oh, they they're, haven't laid their protesting well like enough. crazy over there. Yeah, it's going to be Australia is going to be a disaster in a year. Yes. They 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 might be in a civil war type of situation in Australia, yeah. dude. It's well, serious. no, they won't because none of them have guns. Uh, that's true. That's a hundred percent true, dude. Guys, when when we fight for the Second Amendment, you have no idea how much weight that carries. That's another it's everything. thing. That's another thing too. Hitler made all the Jews register for new passports that labeled them as Jews, 
so that there was a way of tracking Jewish heritage so that he could know exactly who the enemy was. He also made everyone register their weapons so he knew exactly where the weapons were so that they could show up in force. Hmm. That's why generally I support private sales of weapons. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it's your own personal privacy. It is. It is. Okay. There's so many things. I mean, we could do eight episodes. We should do a whole series on the Nazis. We really could. This is why it's such a commonly referred to thing. There has never been someone who so effortlessly convinced an entire country to follow him without just completely militarizing everyone. Like, he didn't show up, point guns at everyone and go, do what I say. Genuinely, people were like, Yes, let's go, Hitler. You're our Fuhrer. You're our savior. Zeke Kyle. <laughs> like, they all were so about it, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah. And a really interesting series to watch on Netflix. Um, two, actually. One, everyone, go watch How to Become a Tyrant. Yeah, we talked about this before. Go watch it. Crazy it'll it'll shatter your world. How much is going on in America today? That is tyranny. You would not you would not believe it. The second one, excuse me. The second one you need to listen to is um, Hitler's Circle of Evil. Wow. It is a um, it's weird. It's a documentary, but they had people reenact stuff. So you're seeing these things happen as they're narrating it and talking about it documentary style. But it's from from the twenties all the way up until Hitler kills himself, right? And they do a great job of breaking down the whole thing. But they focus on the top twenty-ish guys that were around Hitler and the power struggles that happened between them. Mm-hmm. They all were fighting each other to be in good graces with Hitler. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, I mean, to the extent where they sabotaged each other it's nuts and honestly if they hadn't done that the nazis might have succeeded yeah if he had unity between his leaders it would have been nuts like Uh, like if his leader of the eastern front wasn't helplessly addicted to morphine yeah genuinely that might have gone differently right there's there's a a lot of stuff there's a lot of things. So I would recommend both of those shows if you want to brush up on some of this stuff. And the reason I think you should go watch it, one, it's entertaining. It's it genuine. It's Extremely. not boring at all. Um, so if you're going to binge something, you might as well binge something that's going to further your knowledge of things. But secondly, I could not watch them without going, that's happening right now. Yes. Could not do it. 100%. I was watching uh, a couple episodes with my roommates who are not super involved in this stuff. You know, they don't pay too much attention to politics or what's going on with this and that and i was watching uh one of my roommates face as he was watching this he goes oh whoa whoa like over and over he watched one episode with me and he goes i just saw four things that i see on a daily basis that fall directly in line with what they did it's very concerning so yeah i mean it's it's wild the correlations uh, between what's happening now. You got movements. You've got a government turning people against its people, which is huge. Huge. That's the biggest thing. That's one of the biggest things that all almost all tyrants did is they gave their people who were frustrated, 
who were annoyed with where their life was, who felt wronged, who felt like life isn't fair, whatever it is, and they gave them an enemy in their own people. Almost all of these tyrants did this. And that's a very similar thing to what this administration is doing. The way they talk about the unvaccinated is very dangerous and should not be accepted. There should be defamation lawsuits all over the place. Yes. All over the place. And then you go into their desires to take away guns. You know, I mean, Biden's been very clear. He wants to take away AR-15s. He wants to take away your ability to defend yourself. Um, once that's gone, you know, you might as well just cross your fingers and sit on your ass. If you don't have any guns to defend yourself, you will be Australia. It's funny. They can riot in the streets. They can do whatever. There's nothing they can do. They have a military above them, highly armed, missiles, jets, weapons, whatever it is, and they can't do anything. And we that is one of my highest things. You cannot let them take away our right to have guns. Mm-hmm. And that's why I agree with you. Yes, private sales of guns could cause guns to come in the wrong hands. Okay. But I am more afraid of my government than I am the common people on the street. That's the reality. Because a person on the street, a bad person on the street with a gun could hurt a couple people. But a government with the people with no way to defend themselves could kill millions and completely destroy your life and take away everything. You've seen it in a ton of these countries. Stalin talked about, we don't let them have ideas why we let them have guns. You have to be able to control your government. Government is an animal. It is a wild animal that constantly is desiring for more. Yes. That's what government is. Yes. We have this weird understanding. How many of you look around this world and say, wow, this world's fair. This world's nice. Most people are great. That's not the case. Why in the world would anybody expect our government to be different? Our government is filled with people who have desire to be more powerful, and it always will be. This is what government is, and there's a reason why our Constitution is that way. Our founding fathers saw the corruption in England that they had to deal with. They knew what happens when you give a majority, a small majority of the people power. You have to have the people have the power. We, the people, have the power. That's why America has been so great, and we are slowly slipping away from that. You know what scares me, too? When we look at the origin of Hitler, Hitler was just a kid that wanted to paint art. And because of the times because he didn't have an outlet he had to go to war and he was constantly around people that had lost faith in their country this is so important had lost faith in their country and genuinely believed genuinely believed that they were dishonored and that they needed to do something about it critical race theory in the schools if there isn't already a group of people that are trying to do what Hitler did we are starting a breeding ground to create one yeah we we are telling kids that America is not a good place that it's never been a good place it's not worth fighting for we need change we need 
you know, violence in the streets if something is done mm-hmm. wrong, right? We're teaching children. You need to let us save you. If we haven't already got a Hitler or a group of people that are going to act like Hitler, we're breeding them right now. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting thought that I think we can throw in there for wrapping this up. But Yeah, that's, that's real. When yeah. you talk about all of these, we've talked about Stalin and Hitler. And you look at their childhood. So interesting. So interesting. When you're creating a world of children who are confused, children who you you really you're breeding division between children. You're making them hate themselves and their and their friends, the people next to them. Those are the people that are gonna be raised to be psychopaths. Not all of them, obviously. But you're creating a situation where instead of promoting unity, instead of promoting dreams, we all can be anything we want to be. All you talk about is the negatives and how they can't do this, they can't do that. And it's the, it's a similar thing with like Hitler. They feel as though the world rejects them. And that gives them a fire. That is not healthy. <laughs> Let's be At clear. All. And we cannot allow them to put that fire in our children. That fire that we are all out to get them. We need them to feel like there's community in this world. That they have, it's good to have people who support you. And there are people who will support you. We need to promote these things. And they just want to keep promoting division. And we got to, we have to try and nip that in the butt man we gotta try and get out and promote positivity because as of right now we're breeding a generation of anarchists and all it's going to take is one of those anarchists to be as charismatic as hitler and we're screwed because they're all going to have the hard wiring of we need to bring glory back to this place right yeah (laughs) yeah in a sense or we need to right our wrongs yes we've been wronged in this country so now we need to rule and not be wronged in whatever sense it is. Because to be honest with you, it could be a, a black student who feels like his, his people have been wronged since his country began. It could be a white student if this world keeps going the way it's going and this fire that white men are evil. There's a sense of that in our community, genuinely. Yeah. It could be a kid growing up like that, like just angry that the world saw him as evil and it created an evil man. There's so many ways you can look at this. It's very intriguing when it comes to the psychology of children. Any way you look at it, it's horrifying. Hitler was made as a child and a young man. This is the key. Stalin was made as a child and a young man. They're not 30 and 40 and randomly decide they're going to rule the world and kill millions of people. You see it in their young adult life already blooming from what has already started earlier it's terrifying it is well i hope this was educational (laughs) for everyone um we hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you did be sure to let us know follow us on instagram straight woke podcast give us a little dm slide in our dms be like you know i loved it i hated it just let us know we like talking to you guys yeah you guys are pretty cool All right. All right. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. We'll see you guys in our next episode. Later.